Welcome back, all you fabricants and flashbacks, to the super, not, funny show, GamerCast. I am Mode Poupay, your resident fabricant and commenter extraordinaire on all things pop culture. And I'm joined by my good friend, Lottie, who, uh, as you know, is a video game enthusiast, to say the least. Uh, probably the, the biggest gamer I know. And who better to come in and, uh, you know, pontificate and elaborate on what's going on in video gaming uh, than Lottie. So, uh, Lottie, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Really good gaming news that we can go over. Really excited of what the future of gaming is going to be. And, yeah, I'm ready to talk about it. Absolutely. And uh, uh, since it's our first episode, the very first episode, issue one, if you will, um, of of the Gamer Cast for the Super Not Funny show, I, I guess we should break it down exactly what we talk about uh, on the Gamer Cast. Obviously, video games. Uh, but we're going to be talking about, I guess, developments in... in um, Video game technology, new games. I mean, we do all that stuff. We're going to cover all of it uh, because we do like video games here at the Super Not Funny Show. And so today, um, we're going to, I suppose we're going to break the cherry, so to speak, on the Gamer Cast by talking about two kind of big deals going on with, with gaming hardware uh, that's coming up uh, over the next, uh, I, I suppose, six six to eight months or things are going to be changing. Yeah. And so, first of all, uh, well, the, the two topics we're going to discuss today, we are going to talk about uh, Valve's new Steam Deck, uh, their little portable um, Steam OS uh, hardware. And then also, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some upcoming uh, new CPU um, releases. So, uh, we're going to dive into all of that. So, um, first, let's, let's talk about this, uh, the big elephant in the room. Uh, that comes in a tiny package apparently uh let's talk about the steam deck so uh lottie uh just let the folks out there know what the heck is a steam deck anyway it's that sound sounds like you know something that that you know powered some old steamboat or something up and down the mississippi what is that first of first of all let's just be honest it's a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> Valve, you could have came up with the Steam Drive. They should have changed. Yeah, they should have cha- yeah, changed the. Na- well, they should have changed one letter, and it would have sounded a lot more like Macho. Yes. Just change it to change the E to the I, and then it'd be like, well, so what are you what are you doing? And I'm playing with my Steam Dick. That's what <laughs> <laughs> it's. I don't know what Valve was thinking when they said, "Hey, let's call it the Steam Deck," because. I, I remember I recently asked um, on a little uh, you know bulletin board FSU bulletin board that I'm on, and I asked them, "Is anybody buying a Steam Deck?" And they all thought I was talking about like a deck that you put out outside your house. And I'm like, "No, the console." <laughs> and they're like, "They named it that." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's it was such a bad name, but." Naming I'm just, aside, yeah, I'm just imagining like what what were their marketing department? What are they paying their marketing guys for? Let's so we have this we have a portable thing. What can we name it? Well, you know, Nintendo names their shit stupid things. Let's name they call theirs a Switch. Let's name ours the deck. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> that, that works. <laughs> it's I mean, it's so what, many things. So, well, well, to be fair, uh, does anyone ever name their shit? Like like their their uh, portables 
anything that's that's not nonsensical, like the PS Vita. The, yeah, the, the PS Vita. They should have the just Vita? called it the PSP too. I don't know P- what PlayStation they were Four. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's Vita. I uh, think the only the only people that were good and hands down made some of the greatest gaming console names of all time is Sega. Their console is called the Game Gear. One of the greatest. They yeah. Sega just knows how to name their consoles. I wish they knew you know how. I, mean? I wish they knew how to make their consoles be successful. <laughs> That's just the, the only thing. But anyway, we're we're it's, we're gonna stop shitting on the, the name. It's it's look, it's just a name. But uh, yeah, what is name. what? So what's the what's going on with the hardware though? Oh yeah, this is this is one of those things that we knew it was coming eventually because like i said amd is making you know the cpu which really is just an apu for anybody out there an apu is literally just a cpu with a graphics card built into it so it can it's basically the brain and the heart of the whole console basically what they're doing now is they it's basically a portable ps4 base ps4 it has the power of the ps4 it probably is not as powerful as a PS4 when it's in handheld mode, when you're walking around playing it, it's probably just a little bit weaker, probably like in between a PS3 and a PS4. But when it's docked, it's pretty much, you're pretty much playing PS4. And what makes this so significant is that Nintendo, um, you know, not too long ago, released their Switch OLED, which was 349 and the Steam Deck lowest version is coming in at 399. Right. And it's we've we've heard rumors that Steam was coming out with a handheld console, but no one ever I, really believed it. Yeah. Well, I I would note as 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 the resident casual gamer, um you know, on you know, I'm I don't follow this stuff. I I pick things up when I feel like it, but I I literally don't follow any of this stuff. So, I when this came up on on uh, on my newsfeed, I was like, "What the hell is this?" Like, okay, <laughs> I guess Steam is this. Is it? A, I was like, "Is it a new? Is it a new Switch?" I was like, "Oh, it's not a Switch. It's a it's a handheld computer." Oh, okay. It looks like yeah. a Switch, but like whoever designed it decided that they wanted to make sure you cramp your hands up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean. But you know, I'm intrigued. My thing is, my my thing is, as as a casual gamer, uh, you can wow me with bells and whistles and telling me that I can play my my uh, Steam games that I don't currently actually play. But I can I could potentially play them uh, on the run. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. So, um, um, and I by the way, I did want to mention some of the specs of this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some. <clears throat> So we the one you're talking about. So there, there's a it's this. I, there are some problems I think with 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 the idea behind this thing, and I, mm-hmm. I, I think they become pretty obvious once I start talking about the specs. Um, the the main spec that that uh, I mean, you were talking about the the G the GPU slash CPU. So they got you're right. That's got an APU. Uh, it's got a four core eight eight thread. Uh, mm-hmm. Clock speed is supposed to be between 2.4 to 3.5 gigahertz. Yeah. Um, it is an AMD chip, which and, and you know my PC runs on a on AMD chip, so I'm down with that. In fact, my laptop does too. Um, 
it's got 16 gigabytes and that none of this by the way if you're a casual none of this shit means anything to you it's 16 gigabytes <laughs> lpddr5 <laughs> what 32-bit quad channel i don't know what that's supposed to do for anything well, but okay well basically it's the latest uh ram that you can get is uh ddr5 it's not desktop ddr5 but it's like hand it's a mobile ddr5 which that means that it's like it will never run out of RAM, basically. Right. Well, apparently, yes. from what I've, re- I've read and listened to people talk about, it, it's apparently because it's a, an APU, and the two the the two parts of the the chip are going to be competing for you know uh, for memory. Having that much memory and having a big quad channel uh, is important. Yeah. So it's all about bandwidth and throughput. So I, I get that. Yeah. Um, it's also it's got a seven inch LCD touch screen, which I, I found interesting. This the one thing about this th- that I noticed is that they acknowledge that this thing this thing isn't is playing games that aren't meant to be played in this manner. So they're making it as possible you know easy as possible to sort of interact with your your game. So you get yeah. you get the touch screen. You have the the you know the dual analog sticks with you know the conventional controller bumpers and and triggers and whatnot um Mm -hmm. and the buttons you know the the face buttons as you'd expect but then they have those little track pads too the dual track pads which i found interesting um especially how it may pertain to you know maybe playing first person shooters which i don't play because i'm terrible at uh but it's it's (laughs) it seems interesting but yeah. and it's got a lot of other conventional things that you would expect from maybe a a tablet or a, you know a a laptop tablet laptop or something you know Wi-Fi Bluetooth USB C uh, uh, you know dis- with Display Port it's gonna have a dock you know it's apparently it weighs something like you know one and a half pounds um, the display is 1280 by 800 so that's not i mean it's not awesome it's not terrible either considering it's uh-huh. it's portable so and it looks like a nintendo switch that you can't take the sides off you can't take the controller off of yeah um <clears throat> uh and i mean i admit it looks pretty nice except i can tell that those buttons the face buttons are going to be a pain in the ass to to play with so that's why i saw my hand cramping so well, it's uh from some of the things that I've heard, like people who have tried model early models of it, they say yes, it might hurt your hands for certain games, but it's they built this game that people will play, like for example, like a game like Doom. You know what I mean? Like sort of like it looks like I said, like if you're playing games like for example, uh Ori, like those platformers it might hurt your hands but if you're playing games like doom call of duty it feels extremely comfortable from what i've heard well and i could see that i can also see that just like with the switch and with the other previous consoles that the third party aftermarket parts that will make 
the controlling Make aspect. It better. Yeah. And there's and there's also of course the aspect that if you dock it, you can sit there and play on it with with an external controller like a, a PS4 controller or something. Anything cuz yeah. you know currently if you want to you can you can just plug your you can connect your PS4 controller or Xbox One controller yeah. to your PC anyway. So I mean, yeah. you could do that. You you know, if you put it on the dock, the the good and I, you know, if I were to get this I would get the obviously I'm gonna have to pay for the the dock because <clears throat> that allows you to then plug in USB peripherals and 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 the like because I honestly I don't necessarily see myself if you know owning this I wouldn't necessarily want to be walking around playing with, with the controllers that are on there uh, not yeah. not too long and also that's another this is an issue on there there's a couple things like I said that's that's kind of what the hell with this. One of them is battery. Battery's a huge damn thing. Like, ask Nintendo. Ask Nintendo. They'll always trade off. They'll always trade off power for battery life. Every time, every single one of their consoles that can be portable, they trade off. Uh, you know, the power of the console for the battery life, and that's why that mm-hmm. that's what made, among other things, that made Nintendo's portable so popular was besides the fact they are hard wearing so kids could drop them and shit and they'd still work they could be played for many 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 hours like many yeah. hours even on like double A's and shit like that when it was the Game Boys but when you had the rechargeables they could be played for a long time because the, the power re- requirements of the CPU and, and, and the rest of the hardware was not strenuous and that's the thing here it's clear that this is a powerful little PC, and that battery is not up to the task, as far as I can tell. Two two, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. two hours at high spec on on portable? No, no thanks. That's I mean yeah. I yeah. can't imagine that I would be doing that, but still, I mean if you if you wanted to, I don't want to be tethered to the wall. That's like when you have a you're, when you fuck up your battery memory on your phone, you're always having to fucking plug your phone in. I'm good on that. That's yeah, <laughs> it's. It's pretty much like this. See, this console, this thing is not. Of course, you know the, the people that are gonna buy it are the super hardcore, you know, PC fans. They just want, you know, especially the new tech enthusiasts. I personally am not going to buy it because I don't have any use for it. But what I see that this is going to do, it's going to take the eight to fifteen year old audience away from Nintendo. Right. Because a lot of those kids that age, they don't play a lot of Nintendo games in the sense of like Mario, Legend of Zelda and stuff. They want to play games like Call of Duty, Fortnite, um, Apex Legends. You know, they want to play games like that, which Nintendo can play, but it plays very terribly. You know, even docked. Right. This can play at 60 FPS undocked and it can play up to 120 FPS docked. So this is basically what this is. This is like buying if you especially if you buy the 64 gigabyte one, which we can talk about memory a little oh, bit later. Yes. Well, that and that, <laughs> that that was another thing I was going to say, like one of the other yeah. like down downsides to to this like i i get what you're saying about uh, you know younger people i and i can believe it because i think 
younger people are really, you know, they get that about the Switch. Even though, like you said, the Switch's hardware is not not up to task of, of some of the games that are really more popular. Yeah. And, and, you know, I get that they're trying to sort of be a portable Switch-type alternative, and they have a vast library and, and all that stuff with Steam. I get that. I think that they're one of the problems that they should they should have anticipated is the stratification of the of the the hardware base by by that i mean that they have three different three different levels of this thing you know from yeah. 400 to 650 dollars and yeah. that's not good like yeah. that's not the way consoles work even even you know the the ps ps4 uh uh, was it Pro? Yeah, and, and the Xbox uh, Xbox uh, One X. One X. What yeah. they didn't—they came out later in the console's life cycle to cater to, you know, higher end people who wanted higher end gaming. But they didn't change. They didn't. They weren't. They basically were cosmetic. You know, they made things cosmetically better, and maybe a little things are a little bit faster, but the base Xbox One and the base PS4 still played the same games and had a base resolution and et cetera, et cetera. And this, this whole little different, you know, the EMMC, and, and by, mind you, again, super casual over here, but I do know a little bit about computers. The EMMC versus the, um, what is the, what the other one called? The NVMe? NVMe. NVMe. Yeah, like that's a, that sounds to me like that's a significant difference. Yeah, it's completely different. But here's the thing: the creator of, uh, I mean, not the creator, the CEO of Steam said you can add an uh, NVMe drive to it if you want to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would need to see that because I'm, dang it, if I'm buying something like this, I have zero desire to open up anything. Oh yeah, see, I, I I agree with that, but it's like one of those things that is like, it's nice that there's an option, and uh, it's one of those things that I feel like today's youth, especially the kids that are towards that twelve to fifteen range, they can literally pretty much do it because it's really shocking how like you know stuff that we didn't start doing until we were like in our 20s kids are learning this stuff off of youtube how to you know build a computer how right. to change out an nvme there won't be much of a problem for that the only thing that is going to be a little bit of a problem is the nvme size it's two it's 2230 it's the smallest one and only very few companies make them and that's like samsung uh toshiba very few companies make it and they only go up to about one terabyte right but you can also upgrade the uh, memory through a micro sd if you want to you know which uh, again you know you got to make sure uh, who knows but probably you can't just get a cheapo as uh, yeah yeah, you can't get you're gonna have to get it so this isn't just you know if you get the lowest level one it's not just you know, four hundred dollars for the console. You know, plus tax for the console. It's also that's not enough. Sixty-four gigabytes mm-hmm. is laughable, absolutely laughable for any modern games. So, 
uh, you know, if you want to have any any number, if you don't want to keep, you know, downloading, playing, deleting, etc. If you don't want to be doing that, you're going to have to upgrade. So now you're going to have to pop even more money down for a you know a, a decently sized. Uh, I think they should have. They should have, like in my opinion, they should have had a uh, a 128 NVMe SSD version. That should have been the lowest version because there is because you know the 220 the 2230 goes all the way down to 128 they should have at least did that to where they can at least download call of duty and apex you know what i mean yeah because really you can't the 64 gigabytes you can't download any online shooter right at all no online shooter is 64 gigabytes call of duty fortnite none of them are that you but at least if it was 128, you can at least have Call of Duty and, uh, you know what I mean? Because both of them are around 70 gigabytes, you know what I mean? But yeah. I feel, see, what, see, like I said, yeah, this definitely has a shortcoming. The, uh, the Steam Deck definitely has its shortcomings. But the thing that I like about it is that, one, I love seeing new technology like this coming to the market. And then, two, it's going to bring innovation to um the um to uh, the handheld market because nintendo's had such a grip on the handheld market to the point that nintendo literally like let's just be honest the uh switch oled was a slap in the face of every nintendo fan out there because not only did they create a switch oled that has the same specs of the Nintendo Switch. They charging $50 more. That's just disrespectful. Like honestly, <laughs> like I I don't know how people can continuously say Nintendo is a uh, um is consumer friendly. Because honestly, I I thought what they're going to do if the Switch OLED was not going to be an improvement, what they're going to do is charge 299 for it and drop the price of the Switch. Because a lot of people don't know Nintendo is making buku money off of a Nintendo Switch. Oh yeah, oh, well absolutely. Nintendo Nintendo they don't uh, they don't sell any console at a loss for very long. Like it, no. within the first 6 to 8 months of a console's life, they start making money on it. Mhm. So they yeah, I, I mean I get that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think uh, I don't know if I I don't know if I believe that that this Steam Deck is going to have any real I don't think it's going to have any real impact on, on Nintendo because well, they, they well, you know they always go their own way. But the, my my thing really why I don't think so is because I really don't think that this is as mainstream a product as maybe they want it to become. Now I could I could, oh, yeah. obviously I could be wrong, but I, I I feel like there's a few things that are going against it becoming a mainstream product. But here are like two of my two of my two of my reasons why I think. It will cause Nintendo to backpace and make start looking at it. One, the price is very competitive to the Switch. You know what I mean? It's only fifty dollars more. You know, if you what's if you were like let's let's be honest. If you had the money and you were buying your daughter either the Switch O L E D or this for fifty bucks. I, I'm you going, know, you could be honest. Oh, I'm going with the Switch because my my you know, my daughter, she's not 
she's not a she's su- she's more super casual than I am. Uh, okay. She, you know, she right. her understanding of games are based on you know whatever's on the iPad. You know, and mm-hmm. and and Roblox and Minecraft. Like okay. like she's like for real. You know, she she knows about these other things. Maybe watches you know people that play them on on YouTube or whatever. But she also she I mean she has a Switch and uh, mm-hmm. and you know she's not like a real she's not really a gamer any more than most anyone else is that, okay. ju- that just casually plays so she knows who Mario is she is not, if i buy if i bought her this she, what would i get her what would i get her to play on it i know there's yeah. a million and one things on steam i'm not saying that there aren't games my question is is there anything on there that she'll recognize that isn't like Fortnite or something like that and he, and she doesn't play Fortnite so this is to, yeah. to me. I to me this is part of the problem is is that it's aimed at people like me, which is I'm. I don't think I'm representative of the gaming market. I mean, I have a Switch that collects dust because it's just. I mean, it was fun when I first got it, but I don't game enough to to just. But I have Enjoy it. it. Yeah. And this is the same thing. Is like the the you know it's as a gaming console is it going to get me to play more than i do now and maybe i mean but maybe not <laughs> i mean I've, I've got a playstation 4 that has plenty of games on it that i that i don't play very often i and i'm more likely to play street fighter than anything else and even then so but it's it also i'm intrigued because i like the idea which which they sold of, hey, this really still is just a PC, you know. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and, I, and, and I have see, a Steam is, and I have a Steam library of games yeah. that I could conceivably play on this thing. And you see, there's there's the thing. My uh my you know my brother's uh fiance's daughter. My brother already said he's going to buy this for her because my brother's fiance daughter is a gamer, but she doesn't. She has a Switch and she doesn't play it because she doesn't like. Mario. She doesn't like all these games. She likes Fortnite. She plays a lot of Fortnite, Apex, uh, Call of Duty, games like that. Minecraft. And the thing that this that a lot of people don't talk about with this Steam Deck that I don't see anybody talk about. You know, it's another thing that's going to make this Steam Deck very powerful, and it's going to be talked about when it comes out. Awesome. You can get Xbox Game Pass on this. Oh yeah, yeah. I you know I I thought I'd read that. There's you know there there are some. That's why I'm saying like I I don't think that like I'm saying it that there's a possibility that this could be it could penetrate the market better. But it's it, on its surface, it's it's just it's a P, it's PC gaming. So yes, yeah, PC gaming on the go. Which but, which which seems like nice, but a lot of people like it. One thing, if you take out the guesswork, if you take the guesswork mm-hmm. out of it, that PC gaming sort can sort of be a little too opaque to to your average consumer. They just want to get up and game, right? Uh, yeah. P- part of that, what gets in the way of that is the Steam. I mean, Steam is a great service and system, but also it's a little too opaque. Like, I mean, but I think, but I think one thing that Nintendo has sort of taught people how to buy from a store so you get steam you got the steam store what they would what would really kind of push this into overdrive 
would be if they could partner with some developers, some some publishers, and do some kind of Microsoft Game Pass, you know, PlayStation Now sort of situation where they could stream to that thing. Because then that makes the hard... Sorry. <laughs> did did you mm-hmm. lose did you lose me for a second? Yeah. Okay, my bad. I, I hit a button. Sorry. But, oh, that's okay. But no, if they could they could if they could come up with some sort of game streaming service mm-hmm. where they where where instead of just selling games, they can still sell games, but if they can stream games too, that makes this hardware less of a problem because they're not it's it's not doing all of the heavy lifting. Now, if they could play AAA games, then stream it to that thing like a PlayStation Now or or Microsoft Game Pass, that's that's attractive. That is something that that you now you now now you could pay maybe justify to a person like me. But you can get but you can also get PlayStation Now on it. I just thought about it because it is a PC, so you can get PlayStation Now as well on it too. Now see, and now see, now you're making a better case for this. But I don't want to. You know, I, I'm sure I could put, you know, Grand Theft Auto 4 on this fucking thing, and it it play just fine. But, mm-hmm. you know, what about GTA 5? Because GTA 5 is an online. GTA Online is, is huge right now. It still yeah. it still has a big, you know, what about MMOs? What about, you see what I'm saying? There's, there's a lot of possibility, but it's the same as PC gaming. You have, still have the same problem, which is all of that choice is not something that an average casual gaming person is looking for. Like, you know, I, I, I mean, again, I'm super casual. I've got Steam. i got a ton of games that I've had for a decade, and I don't play them. But I will boot up my PlayStation because it's just there, and I can just sit at my couch and do it. If this can, yeah. deli- if this can deliver that, I'm interested, you know? I'm, and... And you know, to be honest with you, because I don't have any kids, but if I did, I've always been like looking for a console that was sort of portable, but also not portable at the same time that my kids can play while I can have my console to myself, you know, my PlayStation to myself or my PC to myself. They don't have to get onto my stuff and I don't have to buy them a full on PC. I don't have to spend like, for example, I will if I had a kid I will buy this for my kid. You know, I will buy this for my kid because I wouldn't have to buy them uh a gaming con- I won't have to buy them a gaming console. I won't have to bu- build them a PC. I can just give them this. It's all those in one. They can just dock it and they can play on their TV or their monitor or whatever. And if they want to come out to the living room and sit next to me while I'm playing my game or I'm watching TV, they can do that as well. Right. And that's why I feel like this proof of concept, it's not really for us, our age group. It's more for those teenagers <laughs> and the teenagers that are actual gamers. Not This is not for casual gamers whatsoever. This is for that, like I said, like I can see a lot of, like for example, you know, I, I follow a lot of football recruiting. I could see a lot of these like football recruits that play a lot of NCAA Madden, they play all these NCAA Madden tournaments and all that stuff. I can see these those kids having this, having this when they go on these recruiting trips. 
you know, or, you know, a really good idea I can think of. Instead of Florida, you know, like, for example, let's, you know, Florida State, they have a recruiting trip. Florida State can just buy a bunch of these and just have them all link up and they're playing like a Madden tournament or something like that. And it's it's something that I see working well for the youth, but only for the hardcore. Because I completely agree with what you mean. Like, your daughter, she's she's a casual gamer. This is not for her whatsoever. She doesn't know about Steam game. But I know a lot of kids, like a lot of kids, because my, um, my friend, um, our mom's friend, her son is uh, 14 now. And he tells me he plays Call of Duty, Fortnite, he plays Doom, he plays all these things. But he tells me all the time that, you know, he wishes he could play it on the go. Because, you know, he's really good at soccer and he goes all over the place. This will be the perfect thing for him. You know what I mean? He will love this because Switch can't do it. The Nintendo literally can't do this. And what makes this, I believe, it's not only because there's also rumors going on that Microsoft and Sony are are potentially keeping an eye on this. Because, you know, this sold out. This sold out in the millions. Nintendo. Mm-hmm. The real people that can come in and truly give uh, Nintendo the run for their money, they're watching this thing. And if they see that this thing is selling just a million copies and it can stay alive for about a year or two, you best believe Sony and Microsoft is going to come out with a handheld console because what would, what, what is it for Sony just to make a PlayStation 4 portable? Because this... Yeah. I mean, do we need another console war, like handheld console war, though? Like, I'm, kinda, yeah, because Nintendo needs to drop their prices because they're tripping. Well, I mean, but they they traditionally have have not really been responsive to other people because they're not they're not playing on the same they're not playing in the same game as the with that with the Switch the same way they're not playing the same game with you know with with the new generations from playstation and and xbox they play their own game and so somebody else rolling there i mean i'm sure they'll be like good for you guys but this is not i don't think this is a competitor to the switch it doesn't it doesn't yeah i I don't think like one yeah i'm not yeah it's definitely not a competitor but what it can do it can bring competition because i always want competition because i don't want stagnation because right now uh, what's it called? Stagnating. Uh, Nintendo stagnating. Nintendo, this the the Switch OLED alone shows Nintendo has gotten to the point that they feel that they can throw whatever they want at their fans, and their fans will well, buy it. To be fair, it's true. <laughs> how many people? Yeah, are, how many people yeah, jump, yeah. were jumping up and down for like you know the Nintendo Classic? How many people keep begging them to release shit that they played before like a million times? onto mm-hmm. the the you know the the switch uh the shop so like a lot of their you know a lot of their core audience is nostalgic and willing to pay dumb amounts of money for old stuff or new iterations of old stuff and if you know an occasional new new ip you know yeah because usually because that's honestly nintendo's market is not really as much kids as people think anymore because like a lot of people think that kids play Mario and I've asked all of my friends who have kids all of my uh, you know some of my mom's friends who have kids 
Their kids don't play Mario. They don't play Mario. I feel like Mario has it's taken Nintendo because I really don't think it's because kids don't like Mario. I think it takes Nintendo so long to make Mario games now that kids don't have interest in it anymore. Because let's just be honest, Mario Galaxy came out in 07 and Mario uh, Odyssey didn't come out until 2017. That's 10 years that a mainstay super mario game did not did not was not out if a kid was born in 2007 by 2017 he's already he or she's already 10 they're not going to be as interested in mario anymore when we were kids mario games came out all the time it was like clockwork there was a new mario game all the time mario super mario super mario this super mario that super mario that but now they're taking so long to make them including zelda that kids are now starting to they're starting to leave Nintendo and start looking elsewhere. They're starting to look towards the more third-party games because they're constantly in their face. Like I said, most Nintendo fans now, the ones that are paying the big cash Nintendo, are us. The people who, want, who, are, who are paying, like you said, big bucks for nostalgia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hundreds of dollars for nostalgia. You know what I mean? Or I best say not I because... <laughs> Well, I, of course, I, yeah. Me, I, I don't do it. I have exactly two games for the for the Switch, yeah. and I they, just my brother bought me a Switch, and I have no, I have no. Uh, he bought me the Switch because I want a Metroid, um, uh, Metroid Five that's coming out soon. Right. But literally, I literally have no inkling to buy a Switch game. My brother's like, "Why don't you buy a uh, Super Smash Brothers uh, 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 Ultimate?" I'm like, "That game came out almost three years ago, and it's still sixty dollars. There's no way I'm paying that. <laughs> well, there's no <clears throat> way I'm paying that. I will definitely say that is one one of the strengths, one of the good selling points of the Steam Deck is that Steam. There's no you. Can, no one can ever say, "Oh shit, I don't have anything to play." Like there's a gigantic library of a diverse yeah. a div- the diversity of content on steam is it's, 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 it's it well it's it is overwhelming to be quite honest yeah. but and i'm on i'm on steam right now and i'm looking at their sales you can get resident evil 3 a game that came out last year for 20 bucks yeah <clears throat> and they are they're always having sales and they are serious sales, and then there's holiday sales. So, I mean, you can amass a, a lot. If you actually do want to get into PC gaming, you could amass a pretty sizable uh, library of, of new and old titles uh, for, yeah. for you know, discounts of, you know, sometimes up to, like, you know, 75% off, uh, yeah. depending on what it is and how old it is and whatever. And so that is one, you know, the library is there. That's also a strike against the Steam Deck because, you know, you know it as well as I do that the one of the best reasons to have a console is that it has a it has a set hardware specification, and every game is built to it. And unfortunately for Steam Deck, it 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 technically is a PC, so it should be able to run things. But also, it's running Linux, uh, a version of Linux to run the Steam OS. So then playing game, you know, compatibility between, you know, Windows only games and, the, you know, all of that's an issue. And then you have what is, in my opinion, the reason why people try to avoid PC gaming, which is uh, which is a uh, hardware uh, 
obsolescence. So eventually, this hardware, this is fixed hardware that you can't upgrade, right? Uh-huh. And in a few years, what the fuck are you going to do with this thing besides play old games? That's, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. In a few years, what are you going to do with this thing besides play and old see, games? And, and that's one of the things that I feel like this is the first thing. If they want to continue, continually make this, they have to make it somewhat upgradable. And when I mean somewhat upgradable, it can at least survive two generations. Like, for example, a computer motherboard. Most computers like Intel, it's every two generations. You know what I mean? Yeah. This generation, that generation, they can upgrade it. So I think it should at least, if they're going to do it, and to be honest with you, I think gaming consoles do the same thing. Gaming consoles should be upgradable. I really think the fixed now, hardware. Now, but now the fixed hardware, that's that's the strength of it. Because at least for you know for the life of that thing, that console, that any game that comes out is going to play on your console. Even yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying. But yeah. this one, you can't. This isn't going to be true because it's a PC. It's technically a PC. PC gaming is always pushing the envelope, pushing forward. So in three years, the AAA titles three years from now won't be able to run. They can barely run on it now, right, at lower specs. In three years, they won't be running on, be able to run on this unless you are. they have some kind of, uh, you know, well, game streaming well, see, service. Well, see, and here's another thing that the Steam Deck magically happened that AMD has came up with that is going to make this thing last a lot longer. FSR. FSR is going to really help the Steam Deck. It's going to help. It's even going to help. I just found out that you can get FSR on a PS4. I cannot believe it. I don't it. know what that so, is. <laughs> so, you know, you know DLSS, right? I don't know what that is either. <laughs> okay, so basically, it's this super sampling software. What it does, it, like for example, if you want to play a game at 4K and you put it at uh, ultra, ultra quality. What it will do, it will lower the resolution to I want to say 1800p, but it will look 4K. It will look 4K, and it will push out more frames. So what it does, it it lowers the resolution, the native resolution, but it upscales the textures to the resolution like so example like for example if i'm playing a game at 4k it pushes down the resolution to 1880p i mean not 1800p but it pushes the textures to 4k textures what that allows it to do is that it looks like you're playing a game it's still 4k it looks still it still looks 4k the only way you could tell the difference is if you put like if you if you sit right in front of your monitor, like you have your eyes literally inches away from your monitor, that's the only way you're going to be able to tell the difference. So it, this allows it to push more frames. So what this will do is that, for example, let's say in dock mode, it's playing Call of Duty. Yeah, let's say a hundred. it's playing Call of Duty 1080p, 120 FPS. If you put it in ultra quality, it'll probably drop the resolution to 900p instead of 1080p it drops it to 900p but all the textures are 1080p and instead of getting 120 fps you're getting about 160 fps you see what i'm saying it it extends the life 
Because now, even the PS4, which was considered dead because of the PS5, FSR came out because anything, literally AMD's giving this to anything. Anything. I don't think Nintendo wants it, though, because Nintendo is with NVIDIA, so NVIDIA's probably not going to let Nintendo get it, which sucks, by the way. That would have really helped the Nintendo Switch. But um, it's allowing it to extend the life of the of the console. So like, let's say this would have had maybe two years, two years of life. This might ink out another year and a half or maybe two years, another two years of life for this thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> I mean, that's, I, I mean, I can see that. I mean, there are ways to get around it. I, I just, and I know it's, I know it's really kind of seems like I'm down on I, I honestly. No, you're not I, down on it. You're, you're, you have the same view that I have. I just see it too. I'm looking towards the key, like that, that age range. For me, I have no plans on buying this whatsoever. I can't, you know, I'm kind I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to do about it. Just, and it, this is because. You know, the the computer that is my gaming computer, also that you know I do uh, recording and whatever on, it's upstairs and you know where I am now, which is in my little recording closet. Mm-hmm. And downstairs is where you know the you know the living room and PlayStation and the couch and everything is. And I have a laptop that I, I, you know, I have for doing PC stuff downstairs, but it's not powerful enough. I didn't, I, you know, I was being a cheapskate, so I did not get a true gaming laptop. So I can run Steam games on it, but it's not really what I, sh- it, you know, it won't, it won't run Street Fighter Five uh, on regular resolution. I have to play it on low res. So which means I can't actually play it online against anybody because it would just chug along, right? So. In my mind, this if this thing can play Street Fighter Five or you know, if it can play it at regular resolution and you know, all that other stuff, um, I would get it just so I could have it downstairs, you know, so I could so I can actually play online downstairs because I don't like to, I don't want to play on PlayStation, um, you know. It it's the whole idea is that I don't want to hog the the living room TV. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want to have, be able to play, be downstairs, play Street Fighter, but not hog the TV. And, mm-hmm. this, you know, the alternative is build a, a gaming PC right now while PC parts are stupidly expensive. So, yeah. Or maybe, you know, pop for, you know, however much for the mid-range one of these things and, you know, have that for downstairs. So... It's it's uh I mean it's attractive in that way, um, and the fact that I have a ton of not a ton but I got I got a decent amount of Steam games, um, but on the other hand, I don't I don't play video games enough <laughs> for this. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting it's just an interesting piece of hardware. I'm not sure if it's if it's a smart move. I'm not I don't know if this is going to change any any the game or anything like that. I do, I do think it's a, it is a, a real swing. They're, you know, they're taking a big swing at this because it's one thing to make the, you know, the Steam, uh, Steam OS. That's, that's no big deal. It's software, or to make the little Steam, uh, you know, 
Steam, what the hell was it? The thing that you you connect to your TV. It's you know you, that's yeah. that's or, or the or the little you know the Nvidia Shield or it's one thing to to make little things like that. This is a this is a legit piece of hardware, mm-hmm. and so so I guess Valve they they really must think that this is the this is the way into you know competing with uh, the big three, and I don't think they're right, but it certainly will be interesting to see you know how they navigate the whole thing because it's it's you know it could be great it also could be a gigantic waste of money so i don't i don't know i'm not sure yet and you know i'm also thinking i don't i think also this might not also just be for uh um this this console may not be steam's only plans because I've heard that you know Steam is offering Steam OS, this you know the little OS that they that they have on this thing. Right. They're offering it to anybody who wants to make a handheld console. Yeah. So I don't think it's just they just want to make their own. Hand. It's sort of like I think this is like they kind of want to become the Google of handhelds. Sort of like or they'll come out with their yeah a Google of gaming like just yeah. it's just kind of everywhere yeah they they had they come out with their own console every so often but pretty much everything has its own because Sony tried this with the Vita because you know the Vita had its own OS which by the way was extremely superior than even I would say it's still it's it's far superior than even the Steam OS and the Nintendo's OS, like it was so good that Sony was, um, Sony was like people were begging them to put it on cell phones. Uh, you know, Sony abandoned the uh, handheld market. Right. But it's like, I think their OS could work. That you could start seeing it pop up on different handhelds, and stuff like that. But you don't even know. It, you don't know. This is sort of like the Nintendo, like the Xbox thing. Xbox really is game pass they're really their uh their uh agenda is game pass you don't know xbox in their opinion they feel like they win if even if a new xbox doesn't come out next generation if playstation has game pass on it microsoft feels like they won you know what i mean in their opinion i really don't think microsoft cares about selling consoles they care about that Game Pass, you know what I mean? Because that's the thing. That's the thing, and it's sort of like you don't know this. Their whole thing, uh, the Steam Deck, may be really Steam pushing out their OS to the rest of the world. You know what I mean? Having people realize that because it's like the same thing. I didn't know what Steam was until I got into building a PC. Literally, I did not. I didn't know what Steam was. Like if you would have asked me what Steam was two and a half years ago, I literally think you're talk. I literally would be like, "What are you talking about? Literal Steam?" <laughs> I did not think you're right. literally. You'll be talking about at like a gaming, a massive gaming store. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I think when we first talked about, it, I was like, "Yeah, it's, I've, I've got a ton of stuff, and I've ha- again, I've had it for for a long time, and you know, it's. I see what they're tr- they're trying to get at. You know, they're. Valve is less about making games nowadays than they are about facilitating 
you get in games you know they make more money off of the store than they do off of actually making games that's why you don't have another yeah. half-life right now uh half-life 3 <laughs> they so, have no they have no inkling to make it yeah and why would they other people make games and they just they have the store and you're, you're right the google comparison is pretty pretty sound so um i think i think overall it's i mean it's it's intriguing it's it's um Oh, we'll, I guess we'll see. Uh, let's just say co- color me skeptical about it. Uh, but you know, if next time, we, you know, maybe next year, I'll be like, well, I got my 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 Steam Deck, so <laughs> we shall see. So, all right, I think we've I think we've fairly covered that yeah. uh, that particular thing. Steam Deck, Steam Deck coming next year. I'm sure they're not going to have problems with having consoles on deck like a certain. Uh, manufacturer uh, that, that that put out a new console, and I'm saying that facetiously because I'm almost certain that they will. So they're they're new to they're new to this game, so I'm pretty sure that they will have problems with sourcing. Um, but we'll see. We're gonna see next year. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm gonna turn the the uh, the gamer cast over to you, sir, because I know this next uh, particular topic is near and dear to your heart because you're. A, a hardware jockey so uh why don't you tell us uh what we're about to talk about oh yeah so i want to talk about the upcoming uh intel cpu that's coming out alder lake and i also want to talk about how this is going to change this is going to bring change to the gaming industry really not just alder lake they're also their own graphics cards that are coming out soon how this is going to bring change to the gaming industry as we know it when it comes to hardware because i feel like we're at that point where gaming is about to have this massive leap in performance because we've been stagnant for so long because i'm pretty sure you can attest let's be honest a lot of people might completely disagree with what i'm saying but the jump between the PS4, the PS3 to the PS4 era was not big at all. I don't care what anybody says. It was not that big. Literally, the 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 games on PS4, the beginning games on PS4, literally looked almost exactly like the PS3 games. You know what I mean? It wasn't like the PS2 to the PS3, where it was like massive jump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now with the the PS5, the PS4 to the PS5 is a massive jump. And mainly they're doing this because AMD. AMD has become the kings of CPUs. And they're giving NVIDIA everything they want in graphics cards. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about Alder Lake with is because Intel has, for the last couple of years, have been very, very stagnant on their uh, CPUs. They've been stuck on the 14 nanometer process. Just to give people perspective, AMD right now is on seven nanometer, literally half the size of what Intel is on. Hmm. And AMD next generation is gonna be on five nanometer. Intel is just getting to 10 nanometer. AMD's, AMD was on 10 nanometer two, like three years, three or four years ago. So Intel, Alder Lake is coming out. It's going to be a new CPU that uses this new architecture that has never been seen before. It's called Big Little. 
what they're going to use is eight big cores, eight traditional desktop cores, and they're going to use small core, eight small cores that are sort of like comparable to like a cell phone. Like, I mean, a laptop and a cell phone. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are very skeptical about this because they're like, uh, it's just an eight core processor with just small cores. But what they don't understand is that the difference between the power of an eight the 16 core is really not that big of a difference. What it is all mainly about is efficiency. It's what it's mainly about. Mm-hmm. So Intel is coming out with these small cores that one, I think it's like one core is one sm- two small cores equal one big core. So what they're going to allow is they're going to make these eight big cores super powerful. And these eight small cores are going to be very efficient being able to do other tasks and what this can what this really helps is in gaming mostly because there's a lot of stuff you know there's a lot of stuff that happens on screen in gaming and there's a lot of stuff that game developers want to put in games that they can't because it's almost impossible because you'll be straight you'll be straining the course but this small core architecture you can literally have one of these cores those small cores dedicated to just particle effects or sound or you know what i mean really improving on quality of life and intel's coming out which i'm really excited for this this uh this uh uh, cpu's coming out soon you know and AMD is starting to take notice of it. AMD is even talking about having big little, not in the the near future, but probably Zen 5, which probably by Zen, because right now we're on Zen 3. Mm-hmm. Zen 5 is probably going to come out right at the time when the next console generation is going to come out. Right. So you, this is where I go into how Intel is... Intel's Auto Lake is going to be if Intel's Auto Lake is good, this is going to change gaming for the good forever. Games are not this generation. Not the PS5, Xbox Series X generation. But the PX6 or whatever Xbox wants to call it generation. Games are going to look absolutely different. I can't even say stunning because we don't know what they're going to look like. You don't know. They might go for photorealism. Maybe we go and we jump into virtual reality. Who knows? There's so many different things you can do with these big little cores. This new this new architecture that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And also, Intel is making their own graphics cards, which is really big because really? you know, yeah, Intel is Intel because you know it's AMD and Nvidia. Those are the only people that make graphics cards and that constantly fight each other. Intel is making is putting a lot of money into their graphics card called Z. It's called ZDG2. It's supposed to come out early next year, 2022. It's supposed to have the performance of like a 3070 between a 3070 Ti, a 6800. Most people listening to that be like, "Uh, that's those are graphics card uh, performance that came out last year. So they're like, eh, Intel's coming out with a graphics card that existed last year. But what they don't understand is this. This is Intel's first ever graphics card. If their first ever graphics card 
is on the power of AMD's and NVIDIA's high mid-range on their first try, that is massive. Imagine their second generation graphics cards. And what I've heard, the uh, when it comes to workstation, like doing stuff like rendering, uh, you know, editing videos, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be more powerful than the 3090. Intel's encoding on the graphics card is through the roof. And I say this, how this is going to affect gaming, because AMD makes graphics cards for the consoles as well. And AMD wants to win. And if Intel comes out with a graphics card that comes out of nowhere and beats AMD, AMD is going to feel like they have to respond. And then on top of that, NVIDIA feels like they're going to have to respond. And this is going to help out gamers, especially console gamers, because the PS5 and the Xbox Series X are on par. Like, honestly, I tell people this all the time. If you just want a game, please do not buy a PC. If that's the only thing you want to do, if you just want to game, do not waste your money on a PC. Buy a PS5 and an Xbox Series X. You will not regret it. They are as powerful as a $1,500 computer mm-hmm. for 500 bucks. Right. You can't. Even if you buy a PS5 Scout for $700, you're literally saving half of your money. It's prior for performance on the Xbox Series X and PS5. It's nowhere near. It's, it's, it's ridiculous compared to PC. And you see what I'm saying? The jump of what the PS5 is now. Imagine the PS6 with what I was just saying with how games are, how, uh, the, the hardware that's coming out soon, the consoles that are going to come out next generation, even if the consoles cost $700, even if they cost $700, which I highly doubt, Xbox and Microsoft, I mean, uh, Microsoft and uh, Sony will, are unlike Nintendo, will definitely take a $100 to $200 loss on selling consoles because they believe in selling games more than they do selling consoles. Right. So console gamers will really benefit next generation. Really, really. They'll be getting probably $2,000 performance in a $500 box. Which, which, which you should note that next generation is like five and a half years from now. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Five is definitely, yeah, it's not... It, this generation just started. So this is 2025, 2026. Not anytime soon, but it's coming. But it's on the horizon. And this can lead to so many things that game game developers have been wanting to do in games for such a long time. And I feel like another thing that game developers had to go away from in older games because... Everybody wants graphics, 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 graphics. You know what I'm talking about. Everybody yeah. wants good graphics. Yeah. So they had to numb down certain things to make graphics good. Because honestly, I know you know what I'm talking about. The AI in games nowadays are nowhere compared to what it was back then. You know what I mean? AI back then was better in certain games. Not all games. In certain games. Like for a good example. Good example. Jack 2 is a game that came out in 2004 or 2003 or 2004. You can literally follow 
an AI NPC that's walking in the city and never will they ever walk through a wall or walk into a wall. But if you play Cyberpunk, which is supposed to be, you can literally get an AI walk through a whole entire building or walk through a car. Like the AI in these newer games are so dumb. They're like, it's, it's so bad that it takes away from the game because you feel like you're, you know, I don't want to use bad words. I don't want to use uh, insensitive words, but you feel like you're, you're literally playing the game. You're the AI are, they have the minds of two year olds. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's terrible because they have to focus so much of graphic and CPU power. I mean, the graphics car power and the CPU power on, um, on the, uh, on graphics instead of what really matters is making the game fun because this is one of the things that i've really been noticing for the last couple of generations is games are not as fun as they used to be because the gameplay has to be more reduced because of graphics you know graphics frame rates all that stuff but i feel like we're going to hit that part that that generation that's coming up soon we're going to hit that 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 sweet spot where games are going to look good and be fun at the same time. Like, I'm going to give you a really good example. Doom Eternal, what its software was able to do with that game is absolutely ridiculous. This game can run on anything 60 FPS. Even a Switch. I don't know how. I literally do not know how in the world they were able to do this, and Shigeru Miyamoto couldn't do it. <laughs> she, the guy who created the Switch can't get games to run 60 FPS on the Switch. But its software figured it out. Some they figured its software has somehow figured out that sweet spot of making a game look good, play good, and be fun. They figured it out because if you have like honestly, like what's the specs on your PC? Oh, you're at, oh God, I don't remember. It's a core i i5 something something. <laughs> I well, I know I I I don't really remember straight up what what it all is. Um do I I don't even remember how much RAM I have. It's enough. That's what it's it's, it's enough. It's, it's enough. It's uh, uh I know I have a I've got a a Radeon something or other. So Gosh, you put me on the spot now. Now I'm feeling my super. I'm, I'm feeling super casual, <laughs> like I am. Oh, I, I, my I, bad. I mean, I built the thing. I just uh, I built it last year, and I'm I'm trying to remember straight off. It's not it's not an i5. It's it's I forgot. It's a it's an AMD uh, processor. So you know, no no, no pressure. <laughs> so I looked up the. Uh... Um, uh, Doom Eternal on a 1050 Ti. If you play Doom Eternal on a 1050 Ti on medium settings, 1080p, you can get 60 FPS. 1080 Ti is a very old graphics card. Yeah. I mean, not 1080. I meant 1050 Ti, not 1080 Ti. 1050 Ti. It's a very old graphics card, on by the way. And it can play it at, you know. 60 fps medium settings that is extremely good you know what i mean like somehow some way 
they were able to figure out how to get this game to run so well on almost everything, man. And it's just, it's, and I feel like Doom Eternal is one of those games that is like the crown jewel of performance, gameplay, AI, because the AI in Doom Eternal is ridiculous. If you play Doom Eternal on the hardest difficulty, they literally gank up. It's like they literally plan on ganging up on you. The AI is ridiculous. They figured out how to do all of that, keep graphics and keep FPS. But I feel like every game is going to start getting to that point with these new CPUs. I mean, these new things. And it's all starting with Intel because Intel is finally getting their act together. You know what I mean? I'm really, I'm really excited for Alder Lake. I'm undecided if I'm going to get Alder Lake because there's something coming in the future from Intel. It's coming out next year called Raptor Lake, and I'm very, very, very intrigued with Raptor Lake. Raptor are you, Lake. So, are you, are you, uh, you know, Intel only, or does it? Are you agnostic about it? Does it matter which which ones? Well, see, my thing, I don't care, but the problem is my PC was built with Intel in mind. Right. Because you know AMD. There's certain things that AMD cares about that Intel doesn't care about. Like Intel, you can have 3,200 megahertz on your graph on your um, CP, on your RAM, and Intel will use it just fine. But with AMD, you will actually lose a lot of frames when it comes to uh, the speed of your RAM. You know what I mean? Like if I get if I get a uh, AMD CPU, I'll have to get new. I'll have to get new RAM. You know what I mean? You're right. So that's why I I'm sticking with Intel for now, until AMD figures out how to fix that RAM problem, which is a little annoying. But it's like I really don't care. Like I said, I'll get I'll get either one. Intel, I'll get either one. Intel, AMD. But I'm stick. I'm really and also right now, AMD is a little fool themselves and they're charging way too much for their cpus a six core should never be 300 dollars. i do not care what how good your six core is a six core processor should never be 300 dollars. there's probably amd fanboys right now in the comic section going like ah, you're just hating on amd not knowing i have a 6800 xt which is an amd graphics card in my inside of my uh, pc so i'm not I don't hate AMD. I actually love AMD. But at the same time, no. <laughs> a six-core processor at most should only be $270. It should never be $300. You know what I mean? Right. And a, and a uh, you know what I mean? They were just, in my opinion, they were charging way too much for the 60, for their uh, uh, CPUs. And that's another reason why I want to get Intel because Intel is right now the underdog. And... They can't overprice their stuff so they can so they can keep people buying it. Because right now, if you want to get the highest brand, the highest uh, AMD CPU, you got to spend almost eight hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. If you want to get Alder Lake, the rumor is Alder Lake is only going to be six hundred dollars for That's, the highest one. And and let me just say, as a casual gamer, what I'm, that six hundred dollars is pretty close to what i spent to make this mid-range <laughs> this mid-range yeah it's expensive PC. it's definitely expensive yeah I I can, agree. And you were you were asking my specs so 
I got 16 gigabytes of DDR4 32, uh, 3200 megahertz RAM, mm-hmm. DRAM. Um, my CPU, I. I think I ordered it. I'm I'm looking it up on where I ordered it from. So I got a Radeon RX 570 RS Triple X Edition. Wait, well, you got a you got a 570? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Oh, it's, it's okay. That's the uh, that's the graphics card. Yeah. So the Radeon RX 570 RS Triple oh, X Edition, eight gigabyte GD GDDR5. That's a good problem. Um, yeah, you got a pretty good you got a pretty good deal right there. And I I'm just running an MSI board. Um and I'm I don't remember what the CPU is, but you probably got a Ryzen five twenty six hundred X, right? Something like that. I know it was a Ryzen five, so it's something like that. And that was I bought I built this thing last year, so um you know, I'm listening to everything you're saying and I remember when I used to be into computer hardware uh but you know again i'm a casual <laughs> i'm a casual now i you know i built this computer to be a gaming computer but also really to be uh you know to sort of do all the you know video processing etc that to you know in order to make the super not funny show so mm-hmm. you know my my honestly i put it i, I stuck everything in there and that was the last I wanted to think about uh, <laughs> about stuff because it's as a casual gamer hard uh, PC gaming is the least casual thing possible it's no it is it is like so far you so, have to be an, you almost have to be an enthusiast nowadays the PC game I mean which which you know goes back to the idea that the Steam Deck is a good idea but as far as this you know this uh cpu is concerned i mean that's that sounds great i just don't i don't see i don't i hear what you're saying about what about the the upside it just seems to me like that sort of thing is gonna maybe eventually trickle down or get its way into the next generation of consoles and but it probably won't be something that any anyone who isn't just like a hardcore enthusiast is going to see results from it's not going to trickle down in other words to the mid-level and and budget uh, oh but stuff for a minute see this is where i should have i should have went into because i only talked about the big ones you know how i told you that intel's uh intel cpu their six core which is, you know, what you have. You have a six core. The six core is going to be a six plus four, which basically is going to be sort of like an eight core, mm-hmm. and it's only going to be two hundred and fifty bucks. So, it is trickling down. Intel is causing the trickle down effect of, you know, like you say, casuals like you know, like you know, like you who just want to have something that gives you good gaming performance you're not looking for enthusiast performance but as you can see amd who is charging six naked cores six naked cores for three hundred dollars when older lake i5 i mean uh i5 12600k comes out it's going to be less than that it's going to be less than three hundred dollars and it's going to be basically an eight core because it's going to be six plus four right and it's going to be 
18 threats. Right. And that is very appealing for its price. Like the, the I mean, I think from that perspective, the next question is is how how soon would that be integrated into consumer uh consumer PCs, not you know, not just as parts but as uh integrated uh integrated uh components on, you know, off the shelf PCs. Because that's that's really that I think that's where the, really the money is, is the off the shelf. Uh, like you mean like Dell? Yeah, off the shelf computers that Dell and. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be immediate. It's gonna be immediate. Like I think they will get their shipment first, before like like usually the um when it comes to PC parts nowadays they have paper launches where what they mean by paper launch it's out there but we as consumers can't buy it straight up. So they'll probably paper launch it in October. That's why I'm hearing October is the release date. They'll paper launch it in October. But we as consumers can't actually buy it off the shelf, the CPU itself, until probably November, around holiday time, November, December. You know what I mean? Right. It'll be in gaming PCs. They'll will probably, Dell, Lenovo, and all them will probably you know show off their pcs around that time like that october ish that oh we have the new pcs with the uh the 12th the 12th gen intel in it you know what i mean because that's the thing that because this is what i i really i went so i went because you know the thing about it is with my pc i just don't game on it i do a lot of uh rendering because that's why i'm interested in the 12 not the 12 900k because of the you know the amount of rendering and stuff that I'll be able to do, the multitasking I can do. But I really should have started going into the mid-range because that's really where, like you said, that's the market. The, the six core, that is where I really feel like Intel can really sock it to AMD because I felt like AMD really charged, like I said, they charged way too much. $300 for a six core. And the way people are buying it too, it's just ridiculous. Cause you can literally get an eight core, you can get a nine, a i nine ninety nine hundred K for three hundred dollars, and it's better than that six core. You can get a, you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. people are just buying it because a six core should never be that expensive in my opinion. Because at the end of the day, it's still six cores. You know what I mean? I'm paying almost what fifty dollars per per core? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So. That's where I just say, I say to this, AMD, I mean, Intel is really going to make AMD do better with their with their mid-range because that's where the market's at. That's where people are going to buy it because, you know, a lot of people, like you said, they don't need eight cores. Some people just want a game and maybe every so often stream because I think gaming only takes up about, if you play at 1080p or 1440p, only takes about four cores three to maybe four cores and then they can use the last two cores to stream you know what i mean i really feel like that's where the market is because i know a lot of people that want to build pcs now and they're like oh yeah i just want they're really shying away from that those amd graphics i mean cpus because they're expensive six cores are way too expensive they're six cores way too expensive but intel's six cores are very reasonable they always kept them between that 250 to 280 price range. You know what I mean? 280 price range. Never went up to 300. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I think it'll be, you know, uh, any the mar- forward march of progress. And I also, uh, you know, just as an academic, <laughs> an academic understanding of, of uh, CPUs and, and, and whatnot, is the running up against the, you know, the actual physical limitations of, of uh, putting, you know, putting these things on the silicon. So I, yeah. I feel like, you know, may I don't think we're at a bottleneck yet, but they're dev- I'm trying to figure out what, where are y'all going to go with this? You know, they got around it with, with the cores and all that stuff, but at some point this, it's got to, you know, reach a physical limitation where you can't. Actually- yeah. Once we, yeah. Once we hit one nanometer, it's over. Yeah. Well, at my understanding, I've heard on, this is inside baseball for you guys, but, uh, it's, I've heard that they're approaching the scale where, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, where the physics starts, starts being weird. You know, you're, you're talking about like, you know, sub, sub molecular where, you know, random randomness, uh, at the, at the subatomic level starts changing the, the, you know, what, what would you call it? The predictability of the hardware. Uh, yeah. Because like I said, they're reaching to the point because, like I said, they're already starting. They're going to five nanometer. TSMC, who makes uh, these uh, chips, they're moving to three nanometer. It's going to get to the point that you literally can't. Get, I know for a fact it is physically impossible to go past one nanometer. You cannot go past one nanometer. You know what I mean? They might say and lie to everybody. Oh yeah, we're a half half nanometer or a fourth nanometer in real life they're still at one nanometer because you can't go past that that size it's physically impossible like you said you're reaching parts where you physically cannot go past it unless you're going to literally change the like like you said the molecular structure of this stuff you know Mm. it's um but you know, like I said, forward march of progress. I'm down with that. Let's let's see yeah. uh, let's see what what happens. Uh, maybe maybe my next laptop <laughs> will, will uh, be more formidable than the one that I have now. So. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? I, I think I think we've uh, we have exhausted our topics for today. It's a good mm-hmm. lively discussion for the first very first uh, gamer cast from the Super Not Funny Show. Uh, so. Uh, before we um, before we get moving along, uh, what did you guys think about what we were talking about, and uh, what did you think about our commentary? Why don't you get down there to the comment section, let us know what you're thinking about, and of course, if you want to, uh, you know, send us a a line, let us know what you think about in a more, you know, <laughs> uh, I guess in a different format. We you can always hit us up super not funny show at gmail dot com. At Super Not Funny S1 on Twitter. Uh, just send us your thoughts, uh, your ideas for other topics for the GamerCast, all that fun stuff. Uh, we really appreciate that. And of course, are you a member of the Super Not Funny Show family? Because if you're not, what are you doing with your life? Get down there, hit that subscribe button, and while you're at it, hit that notification bell. It'll let you know when we drop more content from the Super Not Funny Show. And, you know, I couldn't do this uh, on my own because, you know, I'm just a casual gamer. What do I know about the hardcore gamery stuff? So, uh, Lottie, thanks again for joining me. Why don't you tell them uh, how they can reach you on your social media? Oh, yeah, you can reach me on uh, Anukinihun. 
That is A-N-U-K-I-N-I-H-U-N. Again, it's Anukinihun, A-N-U-K-I-N-H-U-N. That's my Instagram and my YouTube channel is Kinihun25. I drop I drop a lot of videos, contents about the video games that I'm that I'm creating, and also I have some gameplay that I'm slowly but surely adding onto my YouTube channel. Awesome! You guys go check it out. Uh, hit the you know subscribe to them and comment, do all that fun stuff. Show some love to Lottie, who is dropping all the knowledge today, dropping mad knowledge about uh, about computer hardware. All right, all you fabric in the flesh bags. Thanks for joining us for on this GamerCast. Come back again uh, soon for the GamerCast episode number two. We're going to uh, you know, talk about more things that are developing in the world of video games. Until then, I have been Mode Poupay, your resident fabricant and comment extraordinaire on all things pop culture, joined by my good friend Lottie, the video game enthusiast and, and designer. We'll see you guys on the other side of the thread. Peace. Peace.